You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind-the-scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to session four. I know that for you guys, these are happening week to week, but just for context, this is actually coming after Erica took about three weeks to a month off over the summer in her business. So we're just kind of diving back in, really getting into some seriously good and juicy things here in terms of what came up for her while she was away all of these identity shifts she's feeling. It is such a powerful episode. I'm so grateful to her for her transparency here, but just wanted to also context that with she's had that time off to really think and reflect. And I think it's going to be really, really, really obvious in this session that she's spent that time really doing that. So so excited for you to listen. I think it will be wildly helpful. If it is, please, of course, reach out to Erica and let her know. Let me know what you think. And I hope it really serves you guys and that you have a wonderful week. And thank you again so much for being here. How you feel it? Uh, <laughs> three weeks vacation. Yeah. And then I'm kind of taking like a ve- this week really easy. So it's almost like, and then I yeah. kind of cheated and started my vacation early um the week before I officially started my vacation so it's almost like three and a half almost four weeks um and honestly I have pretty intense mixed feelings about working (laughs) (laughs) yeah I bet especially when it's such a longer time period like that it really is like hard to rewrap your brain around it yeah and I went through like some I went through some phases when I wasn't working. Like the first week, my mind was constantly like grabbing my phone or wanting to check or thinking about, and then that slowed down. And then I got into vacation mode and I was like, oh, this is so good. It feels so expansive. And then the last week I was like, fuck working. (laughs) I'm deleting the Instagram app from my phone. Fuck off. (laughs) everyone leave me alone yeah and then like I don't know kind of in some sort of like disbelief or like I don't know demotivated like I don't want to work and then but remember I love my work and remember it's you know it's something that you've actually really consciously chosen to do and then still I was like but I don't wanna (laughs) yeah and uh so so there's been this like amazing immense gratitude for being able to step away and um and uh choose not to work as well and focus on life and family and uh all of that and gratitude for my business um and also this like ugh like I wasn't so I wasn't supposed to feel this way because I love my job I love that Erica opened with that transparency about it feeling, you know, a little bit heavy to come back, right? I think that sometimes we have to remember that even if we love our business, it's still a job, right? And that's okay. And really what I think is that sometimes the trap is feeling like I wouldn't feel this way if I loved my business, you know, it can make us feel so bad or like we've picked the wrong business or, you know, we have the wrong model or we're out of alignment or we've done something wrong when really no matter how much you love it, almost any of us, if we just took, you know, a three week vacation would find it difficult to sometimes transition back in, would find it still feels a little bit like a job to transition back into. And that is okay. So if you find yourself sometimes still feeling that way in your business, please know that that does not mean you picked the wrong business. I think this idea of perfection in any case is so damaging, right? Like that if you love your business, it feels amazing all the time. You never don't want to work, right? Like that is not reality. It's like, I love taking bubble baths, but I don't want to sit in one all day either. Like we can love something and still want 
notoriety and still have to kind of push ourselves to show up for the thing, right? And that is more than okay. So I really just wanted to point that out and normalize that because I think we've all made ourselves wrong for that at one point or another, but we all experience it too. It is so normal in the course of running your own business. I don't know. Mm. But yeah, all the feelings across the spectrum. But it's still a job, so we always feel that way, right? (laughs) It's Mm. still a job. And and that's where it's like Mm. coming back to it, having stepped away from it for uh, like several weeks, I I almost felt it was harder also to come back to it. Yeah. Mm. And the the heaviness of being an entrepreneur and – you know, all of it just felt so much more heavier. Um, and I know, you know, when you have like a regular job, you like come back and you're like, oh, fuck my boss and like all these coworkers. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I remember when I came back to nursing, I was like, oh, oh you know, um, and of course it, when I worked in places where I did enjoy it, but it was still like, you know, it's still a hard, hard job. Um, but then it was kind of like, yeah, but everything was running while I was away and there are other people. Everything exactly. doesn't mm. rely on me. And now it was, I was feeling, it was feeling quite heavy. And, and, uh, I filled out the form and I was like, oh, I'm feeling so overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Totally. Yeah. I think it's like good to just almost like see the, the trade-offs of that. Like the trade-off of going back where everything's running without you is that like, it's not yours. And then the trade-off of coming back where it feels like, okay, like time to dive back in. Like, and, and not that things weren't running without you in some ways they were right. But just to feel like, um, yeah, the weight of having to dive back in is also the trade-off of like it getting to be yours. You know what I mean? And it's just such a weird dichotomy to process. So what I really want to point out here that I think is just true and is a trade-off of entrepreneurship is the weight of entrepreneurship, right? The business is truly on us. Like even if we have an amazing team, right? It just feels different than working at a job or a big company where things just fully go on without you, right? And I think that Again, sometimes this gets painted so perfectly. Like if you had the best team in the world, you know, you would never feel the weight of that or whatever. And it's just not true, right? Like this is a different game we're playing and it is really different to feel like the business is on us in many ways. Again, even if we have amazing people, even if we have support, like, you know, Erica is truly the brand that it is built around. And so sometimes that is really exciting and is like one of the best parts of our job. And sometimes it can be one of the heaviest parts of our job. And so just knowing that everything has that kind of light and shadow side and knowing that again, that's okay. And it doesn't mean you're getting it wrong, right? I think like our industry would be so quick to say, you should love it and you shouldn't feel the weight at all. And if you do, you're missing something, right? And I think the human side of us has to go, of course we feel this way sometimes. And it's worth the trade-off because of all these other things that I love about it. But it doesn't mean I can't still feel this sometimes or be acknowledged for this. So I hope that this week that just gives you some acknowledgement if you felt that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and yeah, things were running when I was away. I mean, I reached out to you and had to process some pretty intense stuff <laughs> yes. while I was away. So certainly the business didn't stop or the momentum didn't stop, but it was just yeah. me stopping and slowing down. Yep. Um, and um, And then I think last week, and something happened inside of me that was so interesting, <laughs> like a, I don't know, an epiphany or something um, of like, ah, uh, you know, because also having a vacation with a two and a half year old is pretty fucking hard work. So totally. <laughs> what did I, I read something recently that was like a, a trip with a toddler is literally just called a trip. It's not called a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I've yeah. had hours of vacation when he yeah. was sleeping or when we had help from parents or, you know, he was away, away with my husband or I, you know, so there were moments of vacation. Yeah. It was definitely not like resting and rejuvenating for th- four weeks. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. not. So, um, I was also starting to feel like, oh, I look forward to uh, kindergarten, like preschool, kindergarten, whatever you call it, yeah. starting again. So I can actually <laughs> relax. 
Um, and, uh, and I was kind of like starting to crave routine. But yeah. then this interesting thing happened. I was like, Oh, I can't wait for job to start or like work to start and daycare to start and come back to like regular routine life. And then I was like, but wait a minute. I don't have routine in my life. <laughs> oh. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Lacey. My name's Erica. I need your help. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to have a routine. <laughs> I need a routine. I am a recovering. I love that. That's like, so impulsive. interesting. Like I'm an, I'm an impulsive, impulsive addict, like spontaneous. I'm an a, a addict to impulsiveness. Spontaneity. Spontaneity. And I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny how it was like, uh, like the craving was really present, right? Yes. Because it became so apparent and so clear how, yeah, like how it hasn't really been there, but I've been tricking myself that there's been routine and structure. Mm. and now I'm really starting to feel like I know I felt like I aged like 10 years (laughs) when I realized that I'm like oh this (laughs) 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 like the part of me that like I mean obviously I I'm I'm in my mid-30s I'm I'm a parent I run a business and all of that so obviously I'm not I have maturity to some level absolutely Mm -hmm. But also I feel like a big part of me that's been running the show and running the business and I've been parenting in a way that's been like clinging to my youthful, impulsive days where I'd be like, oh, I'm bored. I'll go to Australia or I'll just buy a ticket or I'll start a business or, you know, and I was like, oh, we need to like that jolt of excitement. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like we really need as to, you, as you get all of those things, it's tiring. Mm. It is. And I think that's why I'm feeling, I felt the overwhelm return. Cause I was like, Oh, so I start work on Monday, but I don't really know what I need to do or when I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And what I'll focus on and what's more important and how much time I should spend on this and that. And then I was like, Oh, Oh, this is so exhausting. Just prioritizing and like, like kind of like mentally metabolizing all these thoughts. And, uh, and I just want to create routine structure and automate as much as possible. Um, and, um, yeah. And then I felt like, oh, <laughs> this is what, like, and that, and that's when it hit, like, oh, I am growing old, or like, I am maturing in new ways. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this feels a little too adulty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or maybe this is the right? this is the uh, adulting I should have been doing for quite a while, and it just hits me now mm-hmm. that. Um, I don't know. It also feels like an update of my self-image and my perceived identity yes. of who I am. Um, and we've talked a lot about money and money equals freedom, but there's, there's been an internal battle also with these identity pieces of like, ah, oh, I, I need to be spontaneous and I need to be able to go to the gym when I feel like it. And I'm realizing that the, the feel like it, Erica can, is not to be trusted. <laughs> yeah well what comes up for me uh, really so much in what you're saying too is you know how we were making money equal freedom it's almost like routine equals freedom for you now too right where it's like having that like routine is what is going to give you the freedom to like explore other things and have this like big beautiful life instead of feeling like you're constantly reacting to like that part of yourself that can't be trusted that's just like i feel like doing this right now right yeah, I feel that way too. And I think it's a really important piece also in being able to scale and take on yeah. more and handle more. Because if I don't have that structure and the routines and the schedules, and I don't know how much I'm capable of doing because I don't know how long it takes, yeah. uh, the, uh, the, the time cost or the time investment, the energetic investment, the, impact I will have on other things, all of those things. Um, and I don't need, 
I mean, I don't want to plan everything into the minute or the very, very tiniest details, but I definitely need to start yes. on a, with a meta perspective or like a meta plan and schedule. And I also want that to, to be present in my personal life with like schedules and plans for like shopping, food and, uh, who does this, who does that. And I, honestly, like I feel yes. my whole body mm-hmm. starting to like tickle. <laughs> Just saying this because I can't believe that I'm saying it. There's <laughs> <laughs> such a disbelief. I'm getting emotional, actually. I also know how much is dis- I know how much this has negatively impacted my mental health and like the yeah. the structure and the stability of my my partners and I's re- our relationship. Um, he's been craving this for a long time, and I've been resisting it. Um, but it definitely feels, I think what I'm feeling inside is like, it's a debt. It's a, it's the death of an identity or like an ego death to a certain degree of like, yeah, yeah. I'm not 22 and I can't, I can't do this anymore like this. I think it's, it's so interesting when you're kind of like in that process of like, almost like becoming the thing you said you wouldn't become probably. <laughs> right. Mm. Like, Oh, like I would never do that or that's not how I am or whatever. And so when you're kind of like becoming the thing that you've almost pushed against, there's so much to process there. Cause it's not just like this other thing. It's like a thing you've genuinely pushed against. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And yeah. And it's been, and I've been pushing against it. And at the same time, it's been so like self-destructive at the same time. So it's almost mm-hmm. been like, I've mm-hmm. been resisting it for so long. So now I have to defend it tooth and nail because otherwise, you know, my partner would have been right or I would have been, you know, I've been oh, wrong yes. all this time mm-hmm. or, I've wasted so much time being so disorganized. Um, and mind you, I'm not that disorganized, but it's far from how I want it to be still. Um, but I'm, I'm super, I want, I've been, I've had this idea connected to my identity that I am a spontaneous person and mm-hmm. I'm a super extrovert person. And and these things may have been true 10 or 15 years ago or before I had a child or before I ran a business, but they're not true anymore. And yeah. so, yeah. It's almost like you're building your life for something that was true 10 years ago versus something that's true now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why it feels so much like a, like a shedding of an identity as well, because it's so connected to who I was and it's, um, and then it's like, well, who am I if I'm, I'm a person with like lists and schedules, yeah. <laughs> like will yeah life be dull and boring and, uh, I won't recognize myself, but I definitely feel like it's, it's, it's worth the finding out. What comes up for me too is like almost like seeing that middle ground again where like routine equals freedom, where it's almost like by creating the like lists and schedules, I have the spaciousness to play and be spontaneous in in certain ways that actually serve me as opposed to become self-destructive. So it's almost like you're making space for your spontaneity in a way that like adds to your life, not detracts from your life. So I think just like playing with that middle ground of being like, I'm actually like honoring this part of me more by creating routine as opposed to like right now, it's like, I'm not really even honoring that part of me. I'm just being reactive. Right. Yeah. And I'm bitter and angry all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Feeling so overwhelmed. And you're like not getting the craving that. Yeah, because right, I was because thinking even that craving for spontaneity is not really fully getting bet right now because it feels like it comes with so much heaviness and decision fatigue and all of those things that it's not even really like quenching your thirst there, right? 
So we know that freedom is such a high value for Erica, but starting to connect routine to freedom is going to be so valuable here, right? And seeing it as like routine is what gives you the ability to create freedom and scaling versus takes it away, right? And so if you're someone who really struggles with that too, and you kind of like are in that spot where Erica is, where you crave the routine, but you really value freedom, I really believe there's a way to combine it where having more, you know, planful day or being more in a routine is really what gives you so much of that freedom, so much of that scalability that you're craving. So tying those together can be really, really helpful versus feeling like one is working against the other, because that's when you get in that push pull that can feel really, really difficult to navigate over time. And quite honestly, can stunt your growth in business because you're sort of fighting yourself. So you can connect routine to that high value of yours obviously Erica's freedom. I really, really believe that so many doors open from that point. Yeah, absolutely. But I think I've been wasting my spontaneity on like, oh, what should I eat today? What should I buy at the supermarket? Instead of like knowing on Sunday evening that the meal schedule is done for the week. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, I feel my throat like (laughs) contracting just saying that. (laughs) I'm like, ah. (laughs) Who am I? Your body's like not quite caught up yet. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, but then if I know that and, and I pick up my son from daycare, instead of going to the grocery store and like thinking all the way to daycare and to the grocery store, what I'm going to cook, do we have the ingredients, what I need to buy and trying to remember everything that's in the fridge or in the cupboard. Instead, I could be like, Let's go and hang out with a friend and their kid and play for two hours because I know everything's there and it's just waiting to be put together and then dinner's ready at six and we have three hours to play. But it's been like, it feels like I haven't been able to see through my own bullshit of like who I am and Mm -hmm. what this would mean to actually reach this place. Yeah. Does it feel like a relief? Is that why what's making that emotion come up? Or what do you think about pieces? Yeah, I just think, I don't know, actually. It just feels like it just, it's just created so much inner conflict, but also conflict in my yeah. relationship because I've been resisting this for so long. It almost feels like there's some forgiveness for yourself here. I think what I'm feeling mostly is just actually not forgiveness right now, but like, no, no, that it's needed. I think it's more what I meant. (laughs) (laughs) No, forgiveness is definitely needed. Um, But I think, yeah, a lot of compassion for that peace inside of me. That's been just feeling so, overwhelmed and burdened by motherhood and by running a business and by all the responsibility and it really feels like the very immature and scared uh like youthful early 20 something part of me She's been fucking freaking out of like, I don't know how to fucking take care of a child. (laughs) I don't know how to fucking run a business. Like, I don't know how to fucking, I don't even fucking want to make meal plans (laughs) or schedules. Yes. (laughs) I don't know how to hold all of this. Yeah. I think that's why I've been feeling so tired for so long. Yeah. And just even think about the weight of all the decisions you're even thinking about making in a day. Like you were saying, like, I need a daycare. I'm thinking about this and then I'm picking him up and then we have to go do this. And then I'm thinking about what decisions I need to make here. And like, plus you're holding a business and making decisions and holding hundreds of clients. (laughs) Yeah. Right. The weight is just too heavy at a certain point to keep carrying. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And 
yeah, so I think <sighs> growing up <laughs> and accepting that I've chosen these responsibilities means actually meeting the things that are needed to to hold it and not run away from yeah. it. And almost like using it to kind of parent yourself in a way that then allows you to kind of like nurture that little girl still. Yeah. Right. As opposed to like, she has no structure, nothing to like keep her feeling steady. Yeah, exactly. And I think I've been tricking myself to be like, but I am organized. Look, I get so much shit done. Look, I earn so much or so and so much money. Or look, I wrote this sales page. I'm organized. Like I can get stuff done, but it's the, it's the foundation of organization that's yeah. been missing. And, and it hasn't really prevented me from getting stuff done or being successful but it's created so much unnecessary like energy expenditure and wasteful thoughts and thinking and time and uh, energy and all of that. Right. Well, it's almost like the experience of it versus the outcome. Like you're still getting the outcome of get shit done, but the experience of what it takes to do that. Mm -hmm. Or like you're still getting the outcome of like make more money. But again, the experience of what it takes to do that is what's not feeling good. So it's like all of this is just for you to have a better life experience. Certainly it will probably impact your results as like a roll off effect, but it's like really the point of feeling like you can just have a better experience through the process. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. To really focus on the experience uh, and how I want to experience my life rather than the result i mean because dinner gets cooked it's not like we're not eating yes. <laughs> obviously we're eating um <laughs> uh but it's the experience um and i think one thing that's been so like key in realizing this and it helped me i'm reading this book or i'm listening on audible thank you for that um uh atomic habits i don't know if you know about it mm, yeah and i was listening to him and i'm like uh you sound like my husband <laughs> 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 and then yeah Which you're is always right. the worst <laughs> <laughs> yeah but what totally what clicked for me was because i've been like but i can't create a schedule like i can't like why am i not capable mm. of just writing a schedule and i was like oh it's because it needs to be perfect and i'm a perfectionist no i'm not i'm not a perfectionist um okay so it must be because i'm uh you know it's my burnout and it's still affecting my like capacity but i'm like no because i'm writing stuff and like i'm doing executive like higher functioning higher thinking executive yeah. stuff mm -hmm. and when he said it's about the identity when it comes to behavior change and routine like implementation that's what made it really click for me it's like i've been so attached to the idea of myself or this part of me has been really dominating the like the subpersonal like internal dialogue yep. like who's been running the show has been this part of me that maybe she's incapable but i'm not incapable and the i the person i want to be and create and invest effort into becoming into that identity that person is capable and how he said like uh, he gave this example of quitting smoking. He's like, no, I'm trying to quit smoking would be one person's answer to, do you want a cigarette? And the other person's answer would be, I'm not a smoker. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I've been saying, I'm not an organized person. I'm not a structured person. Not a planner. I'm not mm -hmm. a planner. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't enjoy making, you know, lists and plans. Um, and that's been, that's been the missing, or that's been the piece where I've really, uh, uh, prevented myself from even sitting down and trying and doing it. I think what's interesting is it's almost like this idea of like 
you playing to the identity you want, not the identity you almost feel stuck in from so long ago, right? It's like actually like molding it into what you want versus feeling trapped in whatever it used to be. Yeah. So that's a good question here though. It's like, what do you want it to be? Because you like, you obviously want you in it still. It doesn't have to be like, I'm this like super structured planner either. But like, what do you want that identity to be? I absolutely love this conversation that Erica is opening. And I think it just really calls us all to stop and ask ourselves the question, are we living into the identity of where we want to be? Or are we living into the identity of where we were, right? I think that's really the moment Erica is having. She's realizing that she has been so deeply living into the identity of where she was, you know, pre-business, pre-kids, all of that, right? And what she's really realizing is that she so much wants to live into the identity of where she wants to be now and to really catch up with all of that. So I think she's just given us a beautiful opportunity this week to stop and ask ourselves that question. Like if you had to look at that in yourself and in your business this week, what is the answer? Like, are you living into the identity of where you want to be versus where you were? Would love for you to journal on that this week. Just ask yourself that really quickly while you're listening, maybe hit pause and just think it through for a minute or two. But I think that is such a valuable question to keep coming back to and such a gift to kind of be diving into that so deeply here. So, uh, I want to be a reliable person. Like I want to have a life that includes, yeah, reliability, like solid foundations, uh, trust in, in the stuff that, the, like I want it to feel like, uh, oh, this sounds so cheesy, but like a well-oiled machine <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Like I see this image of like, uh, yeah, just ease in those things. And it's funny because actually in the moments of my life when I've had the most like simple structure and routine, I've always felt the happiest. Yeah, totally. But they have been exceptions or like, when I went to Africa to write my um, bachelor thesis in nursing, it like every day was so simple and structured or when on some trips we've had like a travel itinerary and it's been like, boom, 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 boom. I know. And then when there's no, nothing planned, it's like, Oh, what do I do? Oh, this feels so amazing. But then when I come home, it's been back into the like disorganized, autopilot kind of like happy-go-lucky um and that doesn't feel that doesn't feel very reliable I want I want to be I think reliable is like that thing (laughs) it's so funny that you're saying that word too because I feel like when we initially talked that was something you had said to me quite a bit around sales Mm -hmm. and like profit planning in your business is that you wanted to feel like you could forecast and it felt reliable. So it's like interesting because it's almost like there's this like present theme that keeps popping up. And now you're just saying, Oh, I want that everywhere. I don't just want that around sales or I don't just want that around this. Like, I just want that to be my like identity and experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think having those things in place will also give me the freedom to explore also like who I am now. Cause if, if this has shifted mm-hmm. so profoundly inside of me, you know, it'll be really interesting to find out what other parts of me need to be updated. Like, who am I? <laughs> You know what I think is so fun about that too, is you'll actually have the brain space to explore that because when all of your brain space is just in total decision fatigue all day, being taken up with all of those micro decisions constantly, 
you literally don't have the brain space to like access that (laughs) higher level, like thought around who am I, or even like thought leadership in your business or whatever. And so it's almost like the more you remove all of these like small, minuscule, but draining decisions every day, the more that your brain actually has the freedom to think about all of those things in a deeper way. I thought this piece that Erica said about noticing in her own life that she has been happiest with simple structure and routine was such a golden nugget here. I really think for a lot of us, that is true, where when things feel simple and routine, we really do experience a lot of peacefulness and happiness from that, right? It doesn't mean that that always has to be the happiest time in your life, but I think the point here is that she's really looking at when was she happiest and she's really looking at like the simplicity of what was present then. And I think that's always true in business too. Most people I know are happiest in business when things are structured really simply versus when things are really complicated and all over the place. And so just kind of coming back to that and remembering that the simple things are usually the best things I think is so important. So really both of those questions for yourself, you know, where can you create simple structure and routine and make that easier and easier for yourself. But then also when do you look back and see as some of the happiest times and what nuggets can you take from that to apply to the future? Because I think when you have that evidence, it is so much easier to make a shift because you already see how it can be true. So Erica pulling that out is going to help her in making that shift so much because she has that evidence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I have a cheesy exercise I was thinking (laughs) that would be fun to do. (laughs) So cheesy. You can eye roll me, but it's fine. Um, (laughs) I feel like you almost like need to write or communicate in whatever way feels good to you, but we'll say, right. Um, something to like that past part of yourself, like with that compassion and with that forgiveness, Mm -hmm. Cause I think that forgiveness piece of not feeling like, oh man, I've been getting it wrong or I've been, uh, missing something, but to like really pour into like that, like compassion of like how hard it's been and to like forgive a lot of that would probably be like really, really cathartic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so too. And mm-hmm. almost like let you step into that identity. Cause it feels like there's like some. I don't know if closure is the right word, but like resolution there. I definitely feel like there's a, there needs to be a, uh, an official like internal handover of power from exactly. Like, <laughs> like I would say she's like 20, 21, 22, 23. Um, Cause that Erica, she got shit done. Like she traveled all over the world. She was so strong and powerful and expressive and spontaneous and experimental. And I think that was the last time I went through like such a big explosion of identity shift. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's like more than 10 years ago. So I've changed and shifted along the way a lot, but yeah. Yeah. I feel like she's still, she's like clinging on to the power, (laughs) like a desperate, yeah, a desperate, you know, young woman trying not to, yeah get lost. And some of that's almost like her fighting to not make it all wrong, right? Because so much of like who that person is, is the foundation of your business and what you've brought and what you've learned in that experimental phase. Like, so it's almost just like, how do we make her feel really right for everything and still make the transition and feel really like, you know, she was getting it right. And is what has given us the ability to create all of this now kind of thing, you know? So like with like a lot of like uh, compassion and like gratitude versus it being almost like she was a mess and now I'm going to clean it up kind of thing. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. No, she is amazing. I love her deeply. 
but she cannot run my life anymore in this way. Time to transition. It's time to transition. And that's probably why it felt like I've aged 10 years because it's like 10 10 years ago. It's interesting that you just caught up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck life. Adulting is so, so almost like you were like, oh, I am, I am in fact an adult here. Surprise, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I feel a little bit ashamed around. Like, I should have caught up earlier. But anyways, it's all, it's all perfect in the grand scheme of things. Yes. <laughs> but that's the, the magic here is to be like, I should, like, it, it, this is exactly as it was supposed to be. And like, that's what I need to like process. Yeah. Yeah. It feels, it feels very expansive inside of me right now. I feel like I have no edges. You know what I think is really (laughs) ideal here? Here's what, here's how I would think about it. You almost needed to see that you could make the money being that person. Mm -hmm. You almost needed to see you could like, have the business and do the things. Because if you felt like you had to change who you were to make the money or change who you were to have the business, you would always have resentment toward the business. Mm -hmm. But now you're like, I actually see that I could run this for a long time still being that person. It just isn't the experience I want to continue to choose. And I think that's so beautiful where then it feels like a choice versus like I would have to be different to get X. And now you're like, I don't have to be different. I just want to be so I have a better experience of it. Yeah. Like, I think that the timing couldn't couldn't be more perfect, right? Like, if it happened any sooner, there would be this, like, resentment around it almost. I think one of the biggest gifts Erica has really given herself in this process is realizing that she can have success operating how she was operating, right? She does not have to be someone different to get results. I think that is so important, right? I tell my clients that all the time. It's not like we're saying you have to be a different person to create results. Why do you change in order to have a better experience, right? Like you don't have to create ease to get better results, but you might want to create ease to have a much better experience of getting those results, right? So seeing it as like, I just changed in order to have a better experience is one of the biggest gifts we can give ourselves because number one, it makes the change easier because it's so much less charged. But number two, it really shows us what's important in that, right? So Erica's not like, well, now I must build a routine so I can hit the next, you know, numerical mile marker in my business. Fuck no. And that would be so hard to change from like that point, right? What she's really saying is I can see how building this business will be harder for me if I stay this way and I would have a much better experience of it doing it this way. So I think that's just such a gift to keep coming back to and to keep reminding yourself, like, I don't have to be someone different to get the result. I just change in order to have a better experience. So I hope that's a big takeaway this week. And it really invites you to consider like, what would feel good for me to shift or change in order to have a much better experience? And like, could that be the point? And could that be enough? Yeah, that's an interesting thought. What do you think about that? Oh, it's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, yeah, it probably wouldn't have happened if I did it the other way. Um, and it's also been just a natural kind of evolution of, you know, I had this idea that I wanted to become a sex coach, a sexuality teacher seven years ago. Not seven years ago. That's almost 10 years. Yeah. I was like, I had just been traveling all around the world. I'd been living in India. I'd been living in Spain. I literally just had a suitcase. And then I moved back to Sweden. Uh, I fell in love. I re-fell in love with my partner, the one that I would never, ever get back with. I settled down in my hometown, (laughs) the place I would never, ever live. Fuck this shithole. Um. (laughs) 
And then I, like, boom, I said, I want to become a sex coach. Uh, and then that, that has just been a, a continuation of that process. So I think your, yep. your, your insight into that is actually really profound. And I feel really, I don't know why I'm crying. It's <laughs> good. Just like releasing it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it feels like a release of um, like coming to terms and definitely, yeah, a release. It feels like there's been so much tension and just like frustration mm-hmm. built up inside of me and this like bottleneck of feelings and thoughts that I haven't really been able to make sense of um and you could absolutely just replace business with husband in that <laughs> yeah 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 totally explanation like playing out same mm. pattern um okay hang on my mother's just coming in yeah okay Behöver du byxor? Ta, det, ta den påsen där. Sorry, Lacey. Ja, där. Ja. I'm at my um, family's summer house extending my vacation and my mother needed a diaper and pants <laughs> for... <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, you could definitely just have replaced business with husband and I'm feeling just so much like <laughs> gratitude for my husband's patience with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful place to get to too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To just really feel like how much you've been held in that. Yeah. I feel like the earth is like moving beneath me. <laughs> yeah. It's so wild what three weeks vacation can do for your perspective. It's like, it creates like a whole, a whole like earth shifting moment under you, but it's like incredible. Yeah. Maybe I should do this like scheduling like a week off, like once a quarter just to like think, think and shift because otherwise you're just so like, stuck in your tracks and you're just trying to whatever survive thrive and everything's just running along and there's so little time for actual rest even with a toddler um it's been you know restful to not work um or at least take a rest from work maybe it's not full like rest mode in the body (laughs) but like rest mode from whatever to actually gain perspective. I love that. Of one week off a quarter. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do that. <laughs> I think we definitely, definitely need to schedule that. In. I love that. Especially just like the season you're in with a toddler and stuff like that too. It's not like when you're not working, there's just like this tremendous amount of downtime for you or whatever. So it's like being, it's kind of going back to the schedule thing, being so intentional about scheduling that weekend and making sure that space is carved out for you rather than like hoping it will happen when it probably won't. <laughs> yeah. And it's I usually, so beautiful, right? Mm. I oftentimes think oh, I'll just take like, I'll take a long weekend this, this week or next week, or I won't work so much on Friday, but then it just, because it's not really that intentional or like, Yep. Cemented or like really scheduled in, it doesn't happen. Yep. Yeah. It's a whole theme. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not intentional, cemented, or scheduled in, it doesn't happen. <laughs> it's my life. <laughs> you just summarized it all right there. <laughs> and it's the same, it fucking seeps into my social life as well, you know? I feel like I don't have time to see my friends and then I feel overwhelmed by everything. And then, you know, we have to make schedules. I've been, my pattern and my behavior has been that I'm so reluctant to scheduling that things actually end up not happening. Yeah. 
but if I scheduled it in and really like took care of all the details, then it would happen and I would feel more free. Yeah. Yeah, it's a whole theme. I really want to touch on what Erica said about seeing her friends and how applicable that is everywhere. So she said, if I resist scheduling the things I want to have happen, they don't happen and then it doesn't feel free, right? So when she resists scheduling, the things that she really wants almost can't happen because it's chaotic and there's no time or space for it, right? And that doesn't make you feel free. Like freedom isn't in, I want to do all these things and I can't make them happen, right? Freedom is in, I have the choice to schedule this and make time for this because I am free and that is what I want, right? And I loved how she applied it to friends. But what I really wanted to point out is how applicable that is to everything. Like if you look at that in your business, oh my gosh, it is such a game changer. Like there are probably so many things that many of us want to have happen in our businesses that we're just not putting in a schedule or we're not putting on the calendar. And so then over and over again, not being able to do those things actually feels like it takes away our freedom and it makes us feel like we're not at choice. We're not in control. We're not free with our time. But when we actually take the time to schedule in those things and be intentional with them, we can create so much more freedom and get to do so much more of what we actually want to do. So I really invite you to think about how that looks in your business this week or in your life. Maybe maybe the friend thing is really resonating with you too, but really remembering that sometimes the resistance to scheduling is what actually makes us feel less free and play with like how that could look different and how you could potentially feel more free and get more of what you want because of it. So how do we, how do we start? Like where, where's your head at right now? Like, how do we, how do we open the schedule door here? Well, I think today, actually on this weekend, so on Saturday and Sunday, I, um, I ordered the first like online pickup groceries thing. So it's already kind of begun. Um, and I've been feeling since then an opening, like instead of just this, like, I don't want to shut down. I can't. I've been feeling like I'm looking forward to starting Mm. and, uh, and I think, and what this guy in Atomic Habit says is like, don't look for like the life changing, big explosive, explosive moments, but it's the tiny habits it's the tiny, yeah, tiny, tiny things that add up. And so I'm thinking, uh, the obvious things need to be put into a schedule. Like when I work out, like the, the obvious things that I do in my business as well, which is like emails, uh, class creation client days and follow-ups like those really obvious things to start there and i i what do you use right now for calendar if at all (laughs) so i have my calendar on my on my computer my digital calendar um but that's just like week to week. So there's not, so I need, yeah. And, and I've been like going back and forth between like analog, digital, journal, and like writing in all different places. And then it's gotten lost and it's all over the place. And then, yeah, nothing happens. It's totally up to you what feels good. But like what initially comes up for me is I think like having uh, like a Google calendar or whatever you want it to be, like a digital calendar would be really helpful just because then you still can it feels easier to move stuff if you need to. So it still gives you a little bit of that like flexibility kind of feeling. And just because you do have a small kid, like you are going to have to like, maybe he gets sick and you do have to move things or whatever, but it's like, you're just moving blocks as opposed to feeling like, oh my gosh, like I almost have to like scrap this whole day. Cause it's not how I wrote it out kind of thing. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. So I'm curious if I should like color like color scheme my Google calendar uh not s- just to begin with um 
and um, and maybe the colors will also like help with a deeper kind of because other th- otherwise when I've been doing it up until like I've been trying and been trying it um, unsuccessfully uh, a little bit here mm-hmm. a little bit there or just like in my mind um, but then it's just been all the same and it hasn't really like it's just felt overwhelming um, or like it's not clear totally. so maybe with different colors and just starting yeah I guess just starting with those really obvious things even if you just did let me just write this like this is what's coming up for me just to keep it easy at first but almost yeah. just like four things four colors mm-hmm. like when I'm working on the business like i.e like I'm building the horse or something like that when I'm working in the business like in client delivery on client calls that kind of stuff and then when I'm doing family stuff. And then when I'm doing personal stuff, like I like seeing your friends or taking personal time off or things like that. So it's almost just seeing like those four buckets. I have to work on the business to make it work. I have to work in the business. I need my family schedule on there. And then I also need me on there and feeling like those are the like four components. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We can begin there and see how it goes. Um, and not, and just, yeah, so you, like, four categories, and then within each category, there's, like, personal is, like, working out, uh, and then that has that color, and then, yeah, on business, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea, instead of, like, working out having its own color, and then, you know, and then it would just get crazy all over the place, it would be, like, a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And then you're like working so hard to decide on colors that it kind of like defeats the purpose of of the calendar. But yeah, like we just want it to feel like (laughs) at a glance, you can almost see like there's space for like moving my business forward, for serving my people, for being with my family and for serving myself and seeing like all of those together. Yeah. Because right now it feels like one is always giving probably at any given time. So just seeing like, oh, they fit. Like, that's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a part of me that feels really embarrassed that this should be like that this is so hard. <laughs> like, and then I have to like remind myself that this is this is humanity. Like I'm not alone in this experience. <laughs> I don't think you're alone at all. I actually feel like this is so wildly hard for most entrepreneurs. Like, I think that like, it's the hardest thing in some ways about being an entrepreneur because in a job, like someone else creates that for you. Yeah. Right. And so to, to live years of your life with someone else creating it for you and then have to like self-create it within a complete blank slate is so intense and so hard to to almost like teach ourselves later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was thinking back on like when I started, when I worked as a nurse, you know, we began at 6.45. So from 6.45 to 7 a.m. we had morning round or like, and then from 7 to 8 it was yeah. this. Mm-hmm. And then from 8 to 9 it was this. like, you knew exactly what needed to happen. And then of course, you know, there would be an emergency or the doctor would be late or an annoying, you know, family member would call or, you know, take up heaps of your time, but still, but then you could easily delegate because you knew what would happen. And I think that's also what's been feeling so kind of, I've been feeling this resistance to hiring the social media manager because I'm like, oh, one more thing that I have to think about. Like, no, leave me alone. Like, I don't want to, because if it's not, if it's not structured inside of me, I can't possibly delegate it to someone else. Yeah. Or even seeing where that fits in your time frame, where it's like, oh, I can see how I'm just making this up, but like I have a half an hour a week where I could be meeting with that social media manager, like when she comes on to like delegate stuff to her and like seeing the possibility of that versus feeling like there's just no way I can even figure out where that goes. I think that's so like affirming too, to kind of feel like oh, I can actually see how this works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because it's funny when you start your business and I mean, I was clueless. <laughs> and I, again, it wouldn't have happened if I wasn't so spontaneous and impulsive and like yes. happy go lucky. Fuck it. It'll work out. Um, but then it's not like someone sits down with you and like, Hey, Erica. So now that you've started your business, make sure to let's start your color coordinated calendar. And like, <laughs> there's no one to like usher you in and give you all the things like when you start yep. mm-hmm. a new job and there's someone who's handing over and training you. There's no train. I mean, I went to like bus- some kind of like business that there was some business incubator stuff that I went to. I probably did more research into business than your average, um, like coach would do. But that was in the bigger theme or like the bigger things of like what business form, tax stuff, things like that, not the actual running of the business um, and have to stay sane as an entrepreneur. (laughs) Yeah. And how how to run your your literal day, like you're saying, versus like your business on a macro level or as a whole. It's like, how, how does this work in a day is like where it gets lost sometimes, especially if we're like big picture thinkers and visionaries and that kind of stuff, getting down into the you know, ground of like, what does this look like today is so difficult sometimes. Yeah. 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 And there's been, I think like, no, no, it's fine. You go on. I was just going to say, I think like starting point is almost like, can you just like go put in the, like you said, like the big things like workout, client calls, social media manager (laughs) appointment, (laughs) um, different things like that. And then let's just see what fits because I think it'll be interesting to see what you find. Like you might be like, oh, I have like way too much on my plate to even make this all fit in a day. I have to figure this out. Or you might be like, oh, I have like a lot of spare time actually. And so I need to decide what I'm doing with that, but almost like see where that lands once it's all in. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think with this, what will also be interesting is to see like how much more efficient I'll be at working. Um, because yeah. I think when I, when I came back, I had like a massive email inbox to take care of. And I was, and I decided I'll sit down and I'll just go, go through everything right now. And it was, it was done like pretty swiftly instead of like, I'll do a little bit and then I'll do a little bit and then I'll do a little bit here and a little bit there. And if I have this structure, it will, yeah, I think my work will be a lot more efficient and enjoyable actually as well. Absolutely. And I think you won't be spending so much of your, the reason it'll be efficient too is because you won't be spending so much time making the decision. You're just getting into work because right now you probably don't even realize how much time in your day you're spending just making the decision about what you should do next or whatever, as opposed to when you just know the efficiency goes so much further because you're not wasting the decision time and energy in between. Yeah. So good. I'm so excited to see how this feels. Yeah. And also to like set that boundary for myself. Okay. If the first thing I do in the morning is to answer emails and I'm not waiting for an urgent email or, you know, a a response that I'm somehow dependent on, then I'll close my email. I won't leave the, I don't need to leave the browser open because it's done. It's done. And because you know, when you'll do it again, Like that's what's so useful too. It's not like, but when will I have time for this again? So I'll leave it open and then I'll try to like react to everything that comes in. You're like, no, I just know I'm checking it tomorrow morning at eight or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, did I lose you? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So does that feel like an easy starting point? Do you feel like you need something else there? Or do you feel like that feels like enough for now? And I just want to test it out. Mm -hmm. That feels enough for now. Um, And that feels... Yeah, kind of exciting um, in a really new and strange way. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely new territory. Definitely going to feel like an out-of-body experience at first, probably. <laughs> so good. Okay, so... Definitely keep me posted. Like, And just like be really specific with what's feeling good and what's not. Like, oh, I've loved like putting it in the calendar like this, but this part's feeling awful. Or I've loved like color coding it, but like seeing the calendar every day is 
being really tough for me. Like whatever it is, just like keep me posted, tell me in base camp and we'll kind of iterate until it feels good. But I think this is the, this is the path for sure. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for holding me through this. And this was, this was really good and really needed. I feel so much lighter. I love that. Best feeling ever. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. All right. Well, you, you, posted, you did write to me. Enjoy you, your vacation. You wrote down those um, four categories, right? So you will share them with me. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. I'll, um, I think, yeah, I'll, I'll actually sit down with it maybe tonight and, um, and play. It feels like I get to play with it now. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like an experiment. Exactly. Yeah. So good. All right. Well, reach out to me. Let me know how you're feeling and I will talk to you soon. Yeah, will do. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.